All right, so continuing on. In Parag Zion, which we pretty much wrapped up, and I'll just give a little uh, summary, a little sikum, and then we're going to pick up with uh, Parag Tess. We're going to move from chapter 7 to chapter 9, which is a, a good continuation. But just to remind ourselves where we're coming from. So in Parag Zion, Bovavi taught us that it's important to never rush in our Avaidah Hashem. Because when you rush, you skip madregas, you skip levels. And it's crucial that anything that we have is solidified, has, has solid uh, foundation. And this is a fundamental rule about, about uh, avaida. If we ever want to internalize something inside of ourselves, it has to be something that we're comfortable spending time on. Something that's, that's constant and consistent in the same way. Reb Chaim Shulevitz points out when it comes to learning Torah that it can't be, it could be, but the best way to learn Torah is not in bits and pieces. He compares it to a pot of boiling water. As the water gets hot, if you take it off the flame, it's, it takes longer to reheat it and it's never going to fully come to a boil. The same thing holds true with, with Ruchnias. And therefore when it comes to our emuna and Bitochen and our awareness specifically, our, our sense of Hashem's existence, it has to be through a slow but steady advancement. It has to be slow and steady. And towards the end of the parak, Bovavi, Bovavi uh, teaches us that the, there's a tremendous difference between Zerizus, which is alacrity and a beautiful midah, that once you gather information, to take that information and be Zariz and to... And to uh, Deal with it swiftly, as opposed to pezizus, which is haste, jumping at something. Zerizus is important. Pezizus is not. When we jump at things and we act with haste because we're shocked into something or we got to move, we got to move fast. It really prevents a person from developing the trait of of patience and and uh, that that's this is a media that we need to train ourselves. It takes very long to plant and very quick to harvest. We have to be gentle with ourselves, but consistent and not, uh, not find gaps. Be very solid in our work. And this is how a person will come to sense and be aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's a little sikum, a little summary um, from, from Perak Zion. And now we're going to learn Perak Tes, the ninth Perak of Bovavi. Now the ninth Perak of Bovavi, he titles, the Bovavi titles, Kiato imadi, kiato imadi. That uh, you are with me, you are with me. Now we've been learning that it's crucial to not know there's Hakadosh Baruch. It's crucial to feel that there's Hakadosh Baruch. And our avoda is to take knowledge that we have and make it mamish in, in existence, to make it a reality as part of ourselves. We've been learning that the power of speech is crucial. If I don't speak things out, it's very hard to take it from my brain to my feeling. And if I want something to move into my existence, it must be articulated with my mouth. It's a fundamental principle. The power of speech is what Hashem offered to humans and the power of speech is essential in knowing Hashem. First, of course, you need to contemplate and know it, but then we need to verbalize it. Verbalize it. And as we learned in Parag Zion, 
I'm not here by not being created. What created me? Nothing. Hashem must have created me. And then we learned. You also need to set aside time. Speech and patience and time, contemplation, his bite of this on this matter allows me to build a mishkan, build a sanctuary, build a place for me to mamish be with, with HaKadosh Baruch Now, even though <laughs> what Bobby taught us that this, we have to allow this to take time, we really need to put this in our notes because as far as the Sefer is concerned, we're moving on to the next shlav. We're moving on now to the next stage. Now, we're going to learn it. We're not there yet. But after a person has spent the time, which we haven't done for long enough, but after a person has spent the time speaking it out and spent you know, uh, consistently awareness and knowing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and knowing how I connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and now I'm living, we can move to the next stage, which is, what's the next stage? Here we go. Now we're going to start reading inside the middle of Perak Tess. It's as follows. Here's the next love. Every person is going to be different. Each person is going to move according to their reality at their own pace. Once a person knows, I knowing again is feeling that there's a through my speech and through my time. There's two general questions that come up, which is, now that I know the Rebbein Shalom, get ready. What's the next stage? I'm now going to ask myself, So I know there is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but what are the attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Now the next stage is understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now that I'm aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's in my kishkes that there's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The next stage is, what is the attributes, mahin midais of Shalakadish Baruch Hu. What are the attributes? I'm ready for this. We're not done. The ketzad hain kashurais elai, and how do they relate to me? So, not just understanding Akadish Baruch Hu, understanding the attributes and how that plays into me knowing Akadish Baruch Hu. Hashem has attributes. Yeah, how does that relate to me? That's the next stage that, we're, that we work on. And also, the next generalized question is, Where is Hashem found? I know there is a Rabbi Nishlelem. I feel there is a Rabbi Nishlelem. Where is Hashem found? So again, the Midas and how it relates, and where to find Hashem. Okay. Now, Ba'ifin Klali. In a general fashion, Nitin Lahaskal Savayi Debishnei Akavanam Halalu. We'll say, these are the, the next two things to work on. Let's deal with the second point, which is, where do you find HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And then as we continue on, we'll get to the first point, where's Hashem found? And now how does, 
What are the midos, the attributes of Hashem, and how they connect with me? Shezehu inyan avas Hashem v'hashkacha protes, which gets into avas Hashem and hashkacha protes, which is understanding Hashem's specific relationship with each blade of grass, each breath that we take. Uvachain and therefore, and therefore. Again, once we've established and we're makir in our nefesh, in our nefesh, that there's a bari and we're going to sense, get a sense of chius, of life from this, I now need to stop and ask myself, which is the second question we asked, Heichon beri oilam nimsa. Where is Hashem found? Okay. So this is fascinating. Listen closely. Where is Hashem found? So we're going to say, in our terms, what do we know? What do we know? We say, everywhere. Hashem's found everywhere. That's what we've been learning. That's what we know. We have Amuna. Hashem is here. Hashem is there. Hashem is truly everywhere. Up, up, down, down, right, left, and all around. Hashem's in everything. Hashem's in the table. Hashem's in the chair. You can find the Kaddish Baruch. That's what we would say on the surface. Okay. Now. The Bovavi brings a few psukim from Yermia. Hinei. Haloi es Hashem v'asaretz ani mali no'om Hashem. Yermia perech of Gibbo posach of Dalit. Can anybody hide that I don't see him, says Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem was, is, always will be. Hashem's in everything. Hashem was before the world. Always been, always will be. Hashem has always been in everything. So even after Hashem created the world, Hashem minimized himself. Of course not. Koloshen Chazal Hanaydas, as the well-known phrase of the sages, less asar There's no place lacking Hashem. And zehu be'etzem teichen divrei arama. And this is the very first halacha in the Shulchan Aruch, where the Rama writes halacha for the how does a Jew start his day? Shvisi Hashem lenegdi Hashem is placed before me always. Who klal gadol b'tayra? This is a big rule of the tayra, an important rule of the tayra. Uve malas hatzadikim. And the mila, the, the the gain, the essential practice of tzaddikim, Asher Hailchim walk in front of Hashem. What does that mean? Hashem's in everything. Okay, so you want to know where Hashem is? It's what we know. Hashem's in everything. Fine. But now how does this play out? Where's the chiddush? Where's the novel idea in this? Where's the novel idea? Okay, so here we go. Here we go. However, this is gonna be delicious. Delicious stuff. You find many times when you learn Torah with somebody, our minds grasp spiritual concepts in a material fashion. So, for example, when I, my my brain very often when I think about unity or assisting and things like that, my brain goes to a lot of sports plays. I, I, I've, I've seen in my own life that sports very often is a beautiful analogy to many things in life. It connects to many, many things in life. And it's very shy, it's very possible that that's the creation of sports. Hashem puts things in the material world so that we can understand it materially and then notice 
how so connected it is and how perfect it is as a parable so that we can understand the spiritual. There's so many things in the physical world that maybe are there so that I can look at it to, so that I can grasp spiritual concepts. That's why our brains look at, look at that, okay? So in order to, to grasp that Hashem is in everything, Hashem is in everything, and then how it's now going to connect to me, let's take a materialistic um, example. Here we go. If you have a person who owns a watch, I put my watch down. Ever happened to you, right? Ever happened to us? Of course. You put your watch down, and now you can't find it. You're looking all over the place. What do you do? You walk from room to room. You go from, from room to room, drawer to drawer. By the came I showed him to Khan, I lied. No, is it this room? No, is it that room? No. And then when he finds it, the watch is now found. If he doesn't see the watch, if you don't see the watch, the watch is still missing. Okay, very nice. Yeah, listen to this. Listen to this. Delicious. Again. A watch that I find, a watch that I look for, when I find it, it's now found. If I don't find my watch, it is missing. You can never see Hashem with what we, what's called in Yiddish, you don't see Hashem with physical eyes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, No man can see me and live. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kel Mestaser. Beautiful niggin, also based upon the Pesach in Yeshaya. People sing this at Shalosh Shudas, Kel Mestaser, B'Shaper Elyon. Hashem is hidden. Hashem is the hidden God. You can't see Hashem, you can't hear Hashem. Certainly, Vada'i Shlainit L'mashay Shosei B'dayim. Can't feel, you can't touch Hashem with your hands. So how are we ever supposed to sense or know where Hashem is found? In other words, you can lose a watch and find a watch. But how do you find Hashem? What does that mean to find Hashem? To understand this, how do you find HaKadosh Baruch? You can find a watch. How do you find Hashem? You know you find Hashem? Chayav emunah. We're obligated in emunah. Now what does this mean? Emunah b'dibri chazal akdashim shayim amru lanu shayakadosh baruch hu nimtza b'chol makam. We know. Chazal teach us Hashem is found everywhere. Emunah b'dibri neviyim. And we, we have emunah in the words of the prophets. Shekosvu lanu es hashmayim v'saretz ani mali. I completely filled the heavens and earth. And therefore, So our Avaida is to reach absolute understanding that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us in the room. Wherever I am, Hashem is. But I can't find Him like I find my watch. 
Hashem can't be lost and Hashem can't be found. So what is that? What is it? It's Avaita Vemuna, Liasi Beliboy Samuna. Now, Amuna doesn't mean like fantasy lala. Listen closely, this is incredible. When a person has believe I can feel that Baruch Hu is found in my heart. It's something I'm bringing into my heart. But it starts, the first thing is Amuna. How though? I appreciate your concept. I appreciate, if we stop here, I'm just confused. You're telling me I can't lose Hashem, so I can't find Hashem, I can't touch Hashem, I can't see Hashem. What does it ever mean to find Hashem? It takes Amuna. So what does it mean? It doesn't really exist, but it does, but it is, but it that. See, here we go. Bhavavi is going to bring this home. Hold on to your seatbelts. This is Gavalt. Gamkan Niftach B'moshul Me'elam Agashmi. Let's keep going in the physical world. Everything Rabbi Shalom makes. You look at it, it's teaching me something in how I'm supposed to understand Ruchnius. Here we go. A thousand kilometers. If there's something a thousand kilometers away, can you see it? Can we see something that's a thousand kilometers away? No. Even if there's no mountains, you're not going to see it. Straight line. You can't see something a thousand kilometers away. You might say of that very same thing. If you bring it close to you, Yira, you say, you'll see it now. If it's far, no. If it's close by, yes. What does that mean physically? What does that mean? Yira, Isa, Chetetz, the lack of seeing the object. It stems from the distance between me and that. The inability to see is based upon distance. When you remove the distance by bringing it to you, are you going to it? You can now see it again. There was nothing blocking me before. It was just too far. When it comes to Rebbein Shalom, Why don't I see Hashem? Why don't I see Hashem? Is it because of distance? It's because, it's nothing to do with distance. It's nothing to do with that. It's not that Hashem is in some faraway place, a thousand kilometers away. That's by material matters. The reason why I don't see Hashem has nothing to do with material inability. It is, I'll tell you why you can't see Hashem. You know why? Because Hashem simply Cannot be seen. Nobody can see me. So to speak, is a type of matter, just the existence of a Rabbanish Lailam, 
it is impossible. It's impossible. We cannot see Hashem. Yishal Hashayel. So I'll ask. If I don't see Rabbanu I can't see it. So how am I supposed to really feel it? I'm confused now. I've been working and I've been spending time speaking it out, understanding there's a creator. Where else would I come from? I'm spending time and weeks and months in knowing and creating a feeling of hergish. And now I'm trying to understand where Hashem could be found. And my mind is using the word found like a watch. The problem is what you're looking to find, says Bovavi, A, was never lost. B, simply can't be seen. But now, how do I know? Most things that we know, it's because we see. Says Bovavi like this. He says, here's where it boils down to Amuna kicking in. Now, in what way? So listen to this. This is, again, nuance, medactic, and a beautiful point. This is not just believe, have Amuna, da, da, da. No, no, no. This is, you hear this next paragraph, and you realize it's Emes Lamitai. It's, it's, it's true. What am I going to do? See Hashem? You can't see Hashem. Impossible. So here's how it works. You know how it works? I and you are one with HaKadosh Baruch. We know that. We've been learning that. That's where Neshama comes from. When a person is Zach Vitar, when a person is pure, what happens is HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nigla You don't need to find Hashem. You know what's going to happen? There's going to be a natural revealing and feeling of Hashem. You don't even need to find Him. Hashem's just going to be there. You know it. Shuv ein esle she'elis And you know what's going to happen? There's not going to be questions anymore. How do I find Hashem? The moment I purify myself, I'm going to have Hashem. Avol ad but until I reach this madrega, this state, it's going to take an element of emuna, just knowing that it's coming. You order something in a restaurant. Yeah. Food's not here yet, but it's coming. I know Hashem's already here. But I can't see Him. But I feel Hashem. I feel Hashem. I have emuna. Now there's two types of amuna though. There's two types of amuna. What did we learn? There's amuna of the mind and amuna of the heart. The amuna of the heart, like we learned in previous prakim, gives me the ability to sense that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is an absolute fact. The same way when I know something exists, I don't see it, but I feel it. There's so many things that Hashem puts into this world that we know because we feel it. Never turn that down. Sometimes people call it a gut feeling. Sometimes you can mamish feel it. Hashem gives us these senses. Don't minimize it. Sometimes like, oh, just a gut feeling. I don't know the facts behind it. Hashem gives us gut feeling. It, it's deep. 
It's there for a reason. And these feelings that Bani puts into the world are very much connected to giving us the ability to feel an existence that cannot be seen or touched, which is the Rebani Shlein. There's no beginning, there's no end. If you know there's Hashem who's got no body, no beginning, no end, it's clear that one second, what's going to come out? HaKadosh Baruch Hu was before, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is after, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in everything. He has no, beyond time, it's clear that Hashem is present in everything. So wherever I am, that's where Hashem is. Hashem's presence, again, what's Bovavi's Chiddush in this? What's his novel idea? What's he bringing out to us? When I say I'm looking for Hashem, I have to realize not to view it like something that's lost and found. Looking for Hashem means Hashem's already in me. Hashem is me. Hashem is part of me. We're already one. So what does it mean to find Hashem? What it means is purifying myself. And when I do that, I don't even need to find Hashem. It's just there. It's going to be there. It's going to be there, Memela. It's going to be there right away. Okay, let's... Uh, let's hold it here for the for the learning and give a quick sikum, give a quick uh, wrap up of of what Bovavi has been, uh, you know, been been teaching us and the, the picture that he's been creating. Number one, coming off of uh, coming off of last week, everything has to be done methodically with contemplation and with speech. It has to be articulated in our minds. Asked, and it must be done methodically with zerizus, with alacrity, but not with haste. It can't be done quick, or else we're going to lose madregas. We lose, uh, uh, we lose out. Then we can bring it to the next stage of experiencing Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Experiencing Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and ha- experiencing Hakadosh Baruch Hu is two questions that need to be solidified. What are the me dice and how they relate to me? And where's the, where, where's the creator found? On that, on the second question, we didn't bring it around to the first question here. But on the second question of where's HaKadosh Baruch Hu found, Bavavi says, stop thinking about it with Flesha Don't think about it like you need to find something. We're not finding something. Things can be seen. Things can be felt. Things can be touched. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not a thing. It's impossible to ever see it, to touch it. So how do you find the Rebani Shleilam? That's found by purifying ourselves in our Amuna. We're going to find that the Rebani Shleilam was already there. That's how you find Hashem. Purifying myself, understanding again methodically with Amuna. Then I'll find HaKadosh Baruch Hu was there all along. Now that I find Hashem, what we're going to have to work on next week is Okay, so now how does the midos of this relate to me to make this a more robust relationship? That Bez Hashem will learn about next week. We'll hold it here for tonight. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. If anybody has any uh, questions or comments, please.